Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Yo, it's the Creative Pep Talk Podcast, and this is your host, Andy J. Miller, illustrator, guy. I've got myself a nice coffee that I brewed this morning, and uh, if you don't have one, you better get one so you don't get jealous as I'm slurping and sipping. Uh, Yeah, so uh, the subscribers are growing. The feedback is pouring in. I'm I'm loving this format. It's it's really good, and, and I really appreciate all the um, the feedback and encouragements. Um, keep them rolling. Uh, really appreciate if you if you really like this podcast. Really appreciate you going and doing a review on iTunes because I hear that that's how other people find it. So. Today, we're going to talk about um, something that came up. I was listening to, you know, my favorite podcast, Your Dreams, My Nightmares, where Sam Weber interviews uh, illustrators. And he interviewed um, a really famous illustrator named uh, Robert Hunt. And when asked what his biggest uh, advice was for other illustrators, um, Robert said, to never stop growing. And I started thinking about this and I thought, you know, maybe that really is the cornerstone of a long lasting, successful, uh, career full of, um, just, I don't know, all kinds of different, um, accomplishments and and successes and, and fulfillment. I think that maybe the opposite, staying stagnant or refusing to grow, is maybe the cornerstone of a failed career in so many ways. And so I wanted to just dive a little bit deeper into this topic because, um, I don't know, I wanted us to think about what keeps us from growing and then how do we kind of make uh, growth um, a part of our career in the, in the long term. How do we remember to do that? Um, so I've been, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this. So I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. 
got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. So, okay. The problem is that I think that the the day you stop growing in your field is the day that you sign um, the contract on the end of your career. I think that if you you know what possible things could you ha- possible reasons could you have to stop growing? I think uh, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think the number one reason is that growth is pain. I think, you know, you've heard the term growing pains. I think that this is, we uh, humans hate pain. We hate pain and we want to avoid it any way possible. And if you've ever tried to really learn something new, you know how frustrating and hard that can be. You can, you know what, um, you know, I I think about uh, Seth Godin, who's a, I guess he's a marketing guy. Um, he's, you know, he's kind of a brilliant dude. He, he, um, he wrote a book called The Dip, and he talks about how anything worthwhile doing has this giant moat created around it to keep people out of doing it. And something I've realized recently is if, if you want to grow into a new, um, into a new field, uh, if you want to take your art into a new field, you, you, you really can't um, successfully do that by dabbling in it. You know, I think you can't just like think, oh, I'll pick up a little editorial, I'll pick up, I'll just, maybe I'll just check out kids' books or whatever. Because what happens is you start getting in there, it's like, you know, um, the world of indie comics. I feel like uh, the thing about if you get in there, what you start noticing is you can't just start making comics that are going to be well-received because there is a whole dialogue, there's a whole history, there's a whole uh, understanding, a deep understanding within that community about how things are supposed to be done. 
Now, you don't have to do them those ways, and you probably shouldn't if you want to make something fresh, but you do have to spend the time and investment of understanding what those things are so that you can make a decision on whether you're going to play safe or you're going to get innovative. You can't just go into it and say, I'm going to do something completely different because the thing is is that there have been hundreds of people that have done completely different things. You know, the majority of things in a... um, in a, in a field that is um, that has a history, there there there's a tradition of innovation already there. So, in order for you to get into that, you really have to go into it, and you have to um, you have to you have to grow. You have to learn. So any 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 area that you're going to try to venture into, it's going to take a long uh, period of time to get through that dip, to get through that time of learning the process. And it's and if you're going to be good at it, it's going to take pain. And I think that maybe that's the reason we quit uh, innovating. You know, earlier this year, um, I realized that I had stopped listening to music that was challenging me. And I think most people would, I think a lot of people don't listen to music that challenges them in the first place, um, and maybe music's not their thing, but for me, music is such a big inspiration to me, it's so important to me. You know, when I realized this, I was really kind of upset with myself, because I realized that I'd stopped growing in my musical taste. You know, I think that that was one of the, um, I think that that's one of the things that I developed early on, you know, um... I think this willingness to grow has a real link to humility. And so when I came into um, the art world, I had all the humility in the world. And the reason why was because I came from a family um, that, didn't, that didn't know anything about art. You know, um, I, I've said it plenty of times. And, um, you know, my mom wasn't around and she was the artist of my family and all the rest of my family aren't artists at all. And they don't know much about art. They don't care much about art. And, um, you know, I grew up listening to boys to men and Tupac and, uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't have that art and culture. And so when I started to dive into those things like music, um, you know, I didn't know anything about these things. I didn't have any reference point, and it was a very humbling position to be in. And I was making new friends that were into these things, and they knew everything about this stuff. And I didn't know anything, and so everything was challenging, but I was it was thrilling at the same time. This is kind of embarrassing because this isn't that challenging of an album, but... In 2004, um, I had a buddy called uh, my friend Will Johnston, um... He he was playing the new Modest Mouse album in Spanish class. And I remember walking in and just being like, uh, just totally mul- like blown away um, by what I was hearing because it just didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard before. I had no reference point for it. And I really liked it, but at the same time, it was challenging me. And I, I went and bought the album right away, actually. And... Uh, I listened to it over and over, and I guarantee, and I tell you what, the first several times I listened to it were kind of painful. Like I didn't, it didn't, I had no reference, and it was just like I couldn't, um, I couldn't wrap my mind around 
where all these sounds were coming from because I'd never heard the Pixies, you know, I'd never heard um, this I- independent music. I didn't have, you know, I didn't even really ever listen to the Beatles. I didn't didn't have any reference for any of these sounds, and it was challenging me. And then um, a couple weeks later, it, it just really clicked on a deep level. And actually, it was their merch and band posters and all that 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 truly got me into designing illustration. And it was going through that pain um, that actually led me to my career. And that was kind of the precedent that I set. And I, I honestly think that the day that you stop swimming is the day you're sinking. I really, really believe that because if you want to look at the people at the height of their game, look at the people that are at the height of the height. And if those people refuse to grow in five years, they're going to be the joke. Because their work is going to be, it was so on trend that it's going to be the most dated. But there are stories out there of even those people continuing to innovate and grow. One of my favorite stories, actually one of my all-time favorite people, is Jerry Seinfeld. I think if you go listen to him um, in his like longer interviews and listen to how he approaches comedy, you realize that this guy is... Um, so serious about what he does and he's so passionate about his craft as a stand-up comedian and about the the history and the in the market and the um uh, of comedy and it's so respectable and so interesting he's got so many awesome ideas and one of the most um inspiring things i've ever seen uh there's a movie called comedian that he's the star of it's a documentary and uh it shows what happened after he uh his show um seinfeld ended and i think when you look at that show it's arguably um the most successful sitcom um of all time i think you see a uh you see one of the pictures of these of this never stop growing better than maybe um uh, any other example. So here's a guy who, um, you know, I think stand-up comedians can only dream of having a, uh, a sitcom, let alone a successful one. He's at the top of the game and unprecedented success. And then when that show's over, he goes back to the stand-up circuit because he loves it and he's passionate about it. And he wants to, he wants to prove that, um, you know, he doesn't want special treatment and he wants to do the thing he loves and he wants to get better at the thing he loves. So what he does is he does something that I don't know if anybody's ever done. He goes back to the stand-up um, um, industry and he scratches all the material that he's ever made. And through the movie, you even see people saying, you know, how can you do that? How can you go back to square one? Because square one is painful. Because when you start doing comedy, you don't know what the good jokes are. Because you, you, you only know by how the audience responds. And so you start with like five minutes of material and you go up and you bomb. And you watch Jerry Seinfeld, this king of comedy, go up and try some new material. He goes down to zero material, none of the old stuff. He gets up there. He tries some new things. And they totally bomb. Here is a millionaire uh, in the eyes of the comedy world, maybe the most successful uh, man alive, going up there under the scrutiny of a small uh, New York audience, laughing their pants off at how bad he's doing with this new material. 
And week after week, month after month, he developed 40 minutes of brand new comedy. And he regains a whole new show. And he tours that. And yeah, he's never, he hasn't repeated his success in the same way that his TV show has done. But he has done um, some fantastic tours. He's done some really interesting endeavors. My favorite is his uh, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, where he goes and does his web series, where he goes and um, has a conversation with one of his uh, comedy buddies. That series in itself has um, been really successful, super interesting, and, t- and totally uh, an extension of Seinfeld, but also a growth and also um, an adaptation. And, you know, I don't think he ever became irrelevant. And I think it's because his, it's his willingness to, 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 the, to devote himself to learning the craft and developing and innovating. And, and, and willingness to feel the pain, to, to feel the pain of growth. I think that that's such a, um, so respectable and so interesting. You know, I always think of, uh, um, uh, I think of these people who, um, these musicians especially who get just extremely successful and, and just slowly become irrelevant over time. So, yeah, I think about uh, bands like Radiohead. I think they're the classic example of bands that never stop pushing themselves. And I think about, you know, what what was it that made them go from something like OK Computer, where they're getting all this praise and all this excitement around their album, what makes them keep pushing themselves and come out with something like Kid A, where they've pushed the boundaries, they've kind of, you know, blown the roof off with uh, how they push things. How do you become that kind of person? I think about, uh, as funny as it is, I think about Michael Jordan a lot. I think about how, um, for so many people, the drive is competitiveness. I think if you're someone like Michael Jordan, when you get to this point and it's clear that you're better than everybody else in, in the world at this thing, how do you get better after that? He continues to um, blow past the competition to where he he becomes a dominant force. Where every game he is dominating the other players because he never stopped growing, even after that drive of competition. And I think about what is this? I think this show more maybe more than anything is about helping, uh, or you know, putting an idea out there to maybe. Uh, challenge your perspective um, or help you to reframe how you're thinking about your uh, career um, and creativity. I think in, in, the, in the perspective challenge that I want to do today is challenge you to not think of your career ever as having arrived because I think that that is a lie. I think anytime you think that you've arrived, not only are you wrong, but you but as soon as you start to think that way you're signing your career's death certificate i i feel like um you know maybe more than anything that that is um that's the most detrimental lie that you can believe and i think the easiest way um you know, I, I talk about this being uh, a resource of creative wisdom. You know, I'm not that wise. A lot of this is taken from other people and things I've read. And, it's you know, I'm just funneling them back to you. But I think about 
changing your perspective from a limited one to a more wise one. And I think wisdom takes an account, uh, a larger account of life, not just, not just the way that you think and feel in the moment. And I think if you look at, um, creative careers on the whole, you can see that no matter how much success anyone has ever reached, um, if they, if they, uh, refuse to keep challenging in themselves and growing, um, that the that the end of their career is 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 soon to be had. You know, I don't think it matters how how high you climb. Um, fashion and trends and stuff is gonna stuff, things are gonna change and you're gonna be left irrelevant at some day, at some point. And so, you know, I think the way that you continue to always grow is um, mainly just keep this perspective fresh in your mind, like. I'm, I'm never going to arrive. I'm never going to find my style, and it's going to be it. Uh, I'm never going to stop being hungry um, in my industry. I'm never going to stop looking at what other people are doing. I'm never going to stop playing. I'm never going to stop experimenting in my own work. Um, and, and one of the biggest ones, I'm never going to stop learning new tools. You know, uh, I think three or four years ago, I started to integrate uh I saw some what some people were doing with the Wacom tablet and it blew my mind um the possibilities and how much uh how how much growth you can uh how far you can push image making when you're not bound by paper um and when I started that process it was ugly it sucked it was hard and I think it always is that way. But I think the, 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 the payoffs that I've had from sticking with it year after year and growing and growing and growing in my work, um, improving um, and getting new opportunities and doing different types of things and having new breakthroughs, it's caused me to realize that I want to be systematic about learning new tools. I want to always be learning new tools, no matter how painful that is. I always want to be learning new processes. I always want to be, you know, one of the things I do is I do some work for clients that um, that are more graphic design, that are open, that are I can do anything. I just, I always continue to do that stuff because I can try things that aren't comfortable or, or aren't right for my work now. But then, as I slowly develop those skills, they end up transferring over and influencing what I'm doing in my in my own work, and I and I have breakthroughs through that. So I I'm always trying to play and develop. You know, earlier this year. I realized, like I said, I think uh, that I wasn't listening to music that was challenging to me. And that was such a, uh, it smacked me in the face. And you know what? I systematically just devoted my year to, I'm going to listen to music um, that where the resources I trust say are good, are, are good uh, albums. And I'm, and I'm going to dive into the album and I'm going to know it back to front before I decide whether I like it. And there have been a handful of albums this year that I would have never um, given a chance to had I not had that change of heart. And, and, and they've been my favorite albums this year. And I have a new vitalized interest in music. You know, I think as soon as you... It's just like when you retire. If you don't have a hunger for something else or a passion, uh, you know, that's the, those are the people that... That's when you start to die. You know, I hate to be extreme, but when you lose that hunger and, and lust for life, that, that's, when, that's when you start being old. That's when you don't listen to new music anymore. All of your passion for music is in the past. And I think the same goes for your career. And so uh, I hope this has uh, helped you. I hope it's uh, 
get, giving you a little pep to your step in your in your day. Um, you know, I want to create a resource here where there's hundreds of episodes, um, and there's just a, a long um, uh, thing you can dive into and uh, just get fresh uh, fire put in your heart for your for your craft and for your art and for your career. Um, I super appreciate the feedback. Go on iTunes and review it. That's how other people find it. Um, thanks for uh, all the encouragements. Thanks for all the personal notes that I've been getting about how this has uh, helped. And uh, let's keep doing this thing together. Uh, I'll speak to you soon, man.